Hello everyone and welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. Um, today I have a special guest and he's back. He's back by popular demand. Scott Howard, he was on the show recently talking about influences in his life that have molded him on the person who he is now. He was very generous and very open with the audience. And that's why I said, you know, we have to have Scott Howard back immediately as soon as we can. And we have him back. So I want to just give a little background information about him. Uh, Scott is a creative storyteller and a dynamic motivational speaker. Whether he is telling entertaining stories to kids at schools or children's charities or inspiring adults, adults at business conferences, Scott has this unique ability to bring a memorable presentation to every age and event. His speech titles include Creativity, Planet Happy, Grandpa Raymond, Remember What It's Like to Be a Kid. He presented business seminars and workshops on networking, how to become a competent speaker, the power of our minds. So please welcome Scott Howard. Hey, Mark. Good to be back. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm so excited that you're back and uh, to share part of your wisdom. But not just wisdom, but also your zest for life. You have that ability, from what I have seen, to look at situation and create a different reality with a positive twist and positive encouragement. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I, I hesitate a little bit on the different reality side of it. <laughs> I, I, I've had a. I, I remember somebody telling me once that that I am an optimist and they are a realist when they were talking about all the things they were complaining about in life. And I thought it's it's not so much just being an optimist. I I just see things differently in a different way. I do see things maybe more from an optimistic perspective so but but that that to me that is my reality and we create our own reality in our own minds I believe so right let me ask you a question this where does this positivity come from where from that deep place inside of you where does it come from where does it really originate I've had a few influences in my life I think the last time I was here we talked about the influences uh, especially my father growing up uh, he, he believed in positive thinking and the power of our minds 50 years ago before it was a fad yes. that it is now. I, I actually remember when when I was a kid, we'd go out to the grocery store, and they still do it now. You get in line at the grocery store, you get up to the cashier, and what do they say? Hi, how are you? And what do most people say? Fine, how are you? Yes. And it goes back and forth. Well, even when I was a kid, we'd get in that line, you get up to the up to the clerk and the clerk would say hi how are you and my father would say fantastic <laughs> as, as kids we would bow our heads and kind of step back and think oh god he's embarrassing me again but I've grown up now to actually realize that we can create a mood around us now I still don't go fantastic like my father ever did but what I like to do sometimes they'll ask me how are you and I'll say I'm groovy <laughs> well, if you've got a young person there, that they, they, they kind of look at you like, what does that mean? But also, sometimes you can get somebody three lanes away who looks at you and says, Groovy, I haven't heard that for years. And people have smiles on their faces and it starts a conversation. So, again, I think part of that optimism is 
inspiring others, even if it's just a smile, if it's for one minute. A, a smile starts by somebody else's smile. I like to be the one that starts it. So sometimes it's just acting silly. It's, it's seeing a child who's absentmindedly just dancing and I'll go over and dance with them. Or if somebody else is humming a tune, I'll dance around them. And it might be somebody I don't even know. Just, just to show I'm, I hear their tune and I'm dancing around and it'll make them smile. It makes people laugh. And I like to be that person who starts to smile. So that, in answer to your question, that goes back to my childhood when it started. Now there have been times in my life when it got away from me but it came back, and for me, uh, I'm, I'm 60 years old. It was about 10 years ago when I came up with the idea for a children's book, and even that was somewhat inspired by the DVD, The Secret, if you mm. know that, and it's about the, the law of attraction, what you think is what you get. And I had a realization then that some of the things my thoughts were giving me what I got and they weren't all things that I really wanted in my life. Mm -hmm. So I started readjusting my thinking to be more positive again. I started listening to more of the self-development and self-improvement from Zig Ziglar and Dr. Wayne Dyer and Les Brown and Lisa Nichols and getting into Tony Robbins and going to some of their seminars and and I met some of these great people Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen who had the Chicken Soup for the Soul books and every, each time was a new uplifting message to me to help to change my thinking to want to improve my life. So, so you were discovering who you were right parts of yourself through the work of others um, just resonating with that? Yeah, it's a combination. One of discovering who I was, and some of that was even who I was but didn't really want to be. There was that a little bit of a wake-up that, that some of the things I was not happy with in my life were being affected or even infected by my own thinking, and mm -hmm. that I wasn't happy about some things, and why is that? And where am I placing blame on somebody else when it's really my own responsibility? Mm -hmm. And so much, I, I guess the biggest lesson is that whether you're happy or not really is in your own mind. Uh, you can, you can, you know, you can complain and say, well, I'd be a lot happier if I made more money. Well, the money really doesn't have too much to do with it. Obviously, obviously if you're broken, you're so poor, you're in debt, it, it's going to affect you negatively, but there are still a lot of things out there to be happy about that you can find happiness with. And so. to be grateful for. Exactly. Uh, this reminds me of my friend, Beverly Lerner. She is a Toastmaster and a, just a fine, superb individual. She says a lot of times, you are as happy or sad as you make up your mind to be. It's eloquent. In Toastmasters, we love yeah. eloquence. I, I think Abraham Lincoln had a similar He's phrase. That, that right? he, I think he said most people are about as happy as they made up their mind to be. Oh, was, yeah. okay. So yeah. that's that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, I want to ask you, you are in business for yourself. Yes. Right? You do what, 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 what are your main 
type of work that you do well, and what kind of solutions you provide for your clients? First, in my career, I have been a graphic designer and illustrator. I went to school majoring in art in college, and I minored in psychology, so that also had That's some an effect. I, I never really did anything in the field of psychology, so to say, but I was fascinated by it, by human nature and human thinking. and. Wanted to, found myself analyzing it and getting into philosophy and sociology and those things. So I minored in psychology just out of an interest in it. But graphic design and illustration, I was one of those kids who loved art ever since I was a small kid. And I had a gift or a talent for it that was recognized early on in my life. So I knew that was a direction I wanted to go. Following college, I had jobs in corporations as an art as a graphic designer uh, ad agencies I became an art director and a creative director in which I would lead teams of graphic designers sometimes web designers I've had as many as 50 people working under me uh, most of the companies and places I was with I would have five a team of five or six people or when I was younger I would be part of that team so that was my primary career and what happened to me when I was about 50, I think is, and it was right about the time I was discovering that self-development and starting to pay attention again to Zig Ziglar and The Secret and mm -hmm. that self-development genre, when it struck me that what I've always thought is what I've got. And, and I liked being an artist, but I had this idea that I'm doing what I like, but I'll never get rich doing it. That this job is going to pay me an okay income, I can get by, but I'm never going to get a six-figure income, I'm never going to be a millionaire, but at least I do what I like. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the life I had, because that's what I thought. Well, I started asking myself instead, what can I do to change this? What can I do to make a difference, especially with my art, mm -hmm. to make a difference to others, to make a difference in the world? And that's... I only thought it for a few days. There was about three or four days where that was just on my mind. What can I do? And it was a Saturday night at 3 o'clock in the morning. I sat up in my bed with this idea for a book. Now, this idea incorporated almost all of the influences of my life, from Saturday morning cartoons and Mad Magazine and comic books and the doodle art posters that came out in the late 70s and early 80s that would be big posters that you and six friends could sit and color for two weeks. Mm -hmm. There were all of these art influences, influences from my college classes, the art classes that I took there. And somehow this idea came to me and I turned on my light at three in the morning and wrote down some notes of this idea for a book. The next day I went out and sat out on one of the beaches out here in Tampa Bay and brought out drawing pads and started drawing ideas. And as I sat there, I thought, oh, this book is going to take me two years to make this. Right, right, right. Well, needless to say, when two years went by, I was still only not even halfway through it. It ended up taking me five and a half years and over 5,000 hours to illustrate this book. It, it's a big, oversized book. It's 16 inches tall by 12 inches wide. It has... Uh, for each letter of the alphabet, there's a separate page, and everything illustrated within it, it's fine 
detailed art illustrations of things whose names begin with that letter. For instance, in the letter A, there's an angel and an, an apple and an alarm clock and, and an altar and there's ants and there's aardvarks and alligators and an ark and all of these different things that begin with the letter A. On the page next to it is a list of all the things they can find. So for younger kids, that's helping them learn the alphabet and teaching them word association. And then finally, there's this adventure story of this character named Artsy Ant. And he decides to go on an adventure around the world. While he's traveling, he's meeting all of these other characters. And within each story of the character he's meeting, they're telling him their story. And each one has an inspiring message within it. So he's, he's traveling across the ocean with Tula the tortoise. And he's going to the enchanted forest and all these places. But he's meeting these characters. And one story will be about friendship. Another about sharing. There's a lot about self-confidence and believing in yourself and chasing your dreams. And the joy of reading and the value of learning. So all of this all came together for one book. And it was all of these influences plus the art and this book is now not only for kids, it's, it's, it's in adult centers and right. senior homes, and uh, it's it become a bestseller, and it was life-changing for me. Now, now, one more step that happened, while I was working on the book, I was also going to these seminars and workshops on how to become a successful author. One thing I kept hearing was the real money isn't in the book itself. The money comes from everything that leads from the book. If it's a children's book, it can be toys, games, animation, something that gets made for the movies. Uh, mm -hmm. There's all kinds of things that can come from a character just to, to future books. For adult books, it can lead to speaking and, and ins inspiring messages that are out. And you can do coaching and there's all of these different things. So the one thing I kept hearing was, if you're going to be a successful author, you should also become a competent speaker. So where do you do that? I joined Toastmasters. Toastmasters, yes. Toastmasters also led me to the National Speaker Association. It, it got me involved in an international networking group called CEO Space. I have met some just amazing people, business leaders, inspiring people, business owners, entrepreneurs, other speakers. And it all just started from this uh, this question of what can I do to make a difference, to make a change, to change my life? What can I do to make a difference in the world? And I woke up with an idea, and it has led from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And, and I've pretty much come to this point where I don't say no to anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this story is quite inspiring. Uh, I'm inspired, number one, to get a purchased signed copy of your book, which I will have a chance to buy uh, very soon. And I will share it with my audience and, and the tribe. And I also feel that um, when we ask ourselves a question, right? When we come to a place where it's not comfortable or we feel that something is not right or something could be better, that's a transition to change do you feel that a lot of times we don't ask ourselves the right questions we say okay well you know this has not worked out or I'm not where I want to be at this point in my life um, what do you do so do you think that was fortuitous for you to ask the right question and stick with it until you had something to go on like you had the patience 
I can only relate from my own perspective and my own experiences. I could say that for me for 20 or close to 30 years, I probably just wasn't asking the questions at all. I was in a business field that I enjoyed, which was as a graphic designer and illustrator, and I had some good jobs. But beyond that, like so many people, I was looking forward to the weekends. And to me, my nights and weekends were a party. <laughs> I was looking forward to the party, the next date with some girl I was attracted to, the, uh, you know, just, I wasn't asking those questions. So I don't know if it's a matter of not asking the right questions, but I think if most people are like I was, they just weren't asking the questions at all. They get into their routines, their habits, and they're just living one day to the next, doing their job. If they're married or not, they're going home and either to their husbands and wives or they're dating somebody, they're looking to date somebody, they're going out to the clubs to drink, to the bars, they're in their routine and it doesn't change all that much. And I think a lot of people, if they're not happy, they're, they're saying, oh, it's this job and maybe they'll leave that job and go look for the next one. Or if they're not happy enough, they'll get fired for having a bad attitude and then they'll be off looking for the next one. But they're just not asking the questions. So, Do you think that's fear? Do you think that's, uh, we, don't no, have I, the, I think, we don't have the guts to ask I, I the right think, questions? I think, I think it's just habit. I think, habit, I think okay. it's a habit that we, we get into habits and we have to change our thinking. It, it, is, mm -hmm. it is opening your mind up to changing your thinking. I think that's one of the problems at least in our country, I don't know if I can say the world, I haven't traveled enough of the world to say, but here in America, we have this kind of a middle of the road comfort zone that people get into and just accept that this is the way it is. This is the way my life is. This is the way my, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, my family lives. And this is the way I'm going to live. And they, they're not looking for answers to change it. They're do not. you? Do you, I, I, I recognize that. Do you feel that that is created? That that is the environment for the majority of the people to feel this way? Uh, not to necessarily feel trapped, but not to ask the right questions. And just because that's convenient for someone, for, for us to be consumers, keep our heads down, uh, just be so occupied with paying the bills for now. Yeah. I mean, I, I if, if it is created, it was created generations ago through the uh, industrial age. Even you know, I, I can't say what life was like you know two hundred years ago. Maybe it's just a just yeah. a thought. Just your your a question thought. though, it somehow reminded me of Henry Ford, who uh, who some somebody he had made a comment once. That if you had before he had created the assembly line for the automobile, he so he had said that if you asked the average person what they wanted, they would have just said faster horses. He asked the question, "What can I do different? What can I do to change this?" And he had ideas for. I think somebody had already invented an, the first automobiles, but he made the assembly line to make it okay. produce for the masses. Uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates each in their individual ways did the same thing when it came to computers. 
when uh, somebody was Bill when Bill Gates and, and Steve Jobs were each out on their own looking for investors to mass produce computers that could be put on people's desktops, a lot of investors said, no, that's not a realistic yeah. perspective. How, how, I can't see desk computers on everybody's desktop. Well, those people who were asked to invest and didn't are kicking themselves now. They've lost out a $10,000 investment in 1980 could be worth three million now. So. This is, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a matter of having that mindset. It's opening mindset. your mind up to possibility, and I think that answers the question. It's, it does. It's getting out of our habits and our routines, and starting just asking the question: What can I do to make a difference? And maybe that difference is uh, being part of a group in a brainstorming session, or or a foundation, or a charity, or something that goes out and helps kids, or Whatever, and, yeah. but one step will lead to the next. You start just communicating with other people who have that kind of mindset, and that's what changes your life. It's those influence. It's all influence. Absolutely, Scott. What an amazing, amazing session again. I mean, it just you are just such a um, interesting conversationalist, but also very generous with your knowledge. So we're coming to the end. Yeah, it always goes so fast. <laughs> so I have two questions. Okay. Number one, if you could tell briefly to someone who is listening and somebody who is considering a career or a pathway of graphic design, uh, creating art for business, for themselves, for nonprofit, for profits, what would you tell them? And then second question is, people will reach out to you. They will be looking for you. What is the best way to find you? So those two questions. Okay. Uh, two things related to being an artist. One is develop your talents. Uh, as much as I could say when I was a young kid growing up, even high school, I, I had a gift as, as an artist, but I still was not good enough to go out and make a profession of it. I still had to go to art school or college and learn how to better that talent and how to go out and make a business of it and get the skill sets by working in other places with other people who, again, I could learn from and develop. It didn't just all come to me at once at 21 years old or even 30. It has been an ongoing process. So go out and develop those skills and find what you really like most as an artist. What is your direction? If it's fine arts and painting or or making stained glass windows or whatever it is, develop your skills and become the best at it. Give yourself the direction of self-improvement and becoming as good as you can possibly become with it. As far as the other point I was going to make is no matter what your profession is, there are going to be people along the path who will be the naysayers, who will tell you, oh no, you can't do that. They'll make you feel you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not talented enough, that's not best for you. Don't listen to those people. Listen to your heart. Uh, Do what you enjoy. And it is because of that enjoyment that I am a graphic designer and an illustrator and a children's book author and a speaker. And I've become invested into some other businesses because as an entrepreneur and it's because I opened my mind up to say what can I do to make a difference and now I'm constantly 
being offered things to do. Mm-hmm. When you open your mind up, things will come to you. The universe will open up and offer you, here's some suggestions, here's some offers for you. And it doesn't mean you accept them all, but find what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about the money. In fact, if you're only going for the money, you're probably not going to really be happy with it. It's it's what makes you happy that's most important. Right. Finally, to answer your question, how to, how to reach me? Absolutely. First, my email address. Mm-hmm. I am Scott, mm-hmm. S-C-O-T-T, mm-hmm. at my Scott Art, M-Y, S-C-O-T-T-A-R-T dot com. Mm-hmm. That's my email. I have a few websites. Probably as a graphic designer and illustrator, myscottart.com. My book is artsyantbook.com. And that's A-R-T-S-Y-A-N-T book.com. Artsyantbook.com. And finally, as a speaker is Scott Howard Speaks. .com and that's S C O T T H O W A R D speaks S P E A K S.com so you can learn more about me my profession some of my different businesses and I hope to hear from you if you have any questions I'm I am open to helping people and if there's anything I can help an upcoming artist speaker author to develop you have questions you just like to ask feel like you can reach out to me Absolutely. Well, what a wonderful session, wonderful interview. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing and sharing your energy with us and with the audience. I will promise a few things. I will be your customer for the book and I will um, share this interview with my tribe and with the audience. I have benefited greatly and I think everyone who will listen to this interview and the one we did uh, before We'll def- definitely will be uh, in a better shape. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thank you, I, I think I said it the last time I was here that I feel like you and I are on a similar path, like-minded. I've got about 20 years on you, so you have even more opportunity to grow and develop than I do, but uh, we don't let age or anything else no, get in our way. We don't no, let don't. it stop us. Uh, we're both uh, in a mind of set of, of self-improvement as well as helping others and it is truly my pleasure to be here with you today thank you scott thank you everyone for listening and i'll see you next time and don't forget to speak brave